Coming up today on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. A lot of this is influenced by your cultural background, your family. All of that influences how you have been treated. And if you've been treated unfairly a lot, you may have a lot of baggage in this area, maybe years of being treated unfairly. And the more times this happens, the stronger your reactions could be. The Dr. Linda Mental Show is next. everyone and welcome to the Dr. Linda Mental Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mental, the relationship doctor, and I'm here along with my co-host Chris Weigel and every weekend we're here, we're doing life together and we're glad you've joined us. That's right, Dr. Linda, let this show serve as the official greeting to the weekend. <laughs> okay. The weekend starts right now. Wait, the, it's a little bit. We're into. Okay, it's into Saturday already. Oh, but this is when it starts. <laughs> this is when it to, starts. Right okay, now, we've slept right. in. We're ready to go. <laughs> we've got the Dr. Linda Mental Show going. Good. Exactly. And the topic this weekend is something that we've uh, all experienced and can relate to. Would you agree, Dr. Linda, that life is not fair? Living that out can prove challenging at times. Yeah, it can really prove challenging. Listen to this story. An older man worked for a tech company with a lot of younger workers being hired. Now, I think that's probably a common scenario today, mm, right? right. Mm -hmm. He was clearly the most experienced person on the team, Chris, and yet his supervisor assigned the most interesting and complex problems to his younger mm. colleagues. And his supervisor often embarrassed him in front of those colleagues by asking him if he needed extra help for the very wow. basic things. So condescending. Yeah, it was. A lot of us can relate not being treated fairly by a boss. Right. That happens a lot. And do you have other examples of unfair treatment, uh, either personally or something that you've witnessed? Oh, we have 30 minutes in this show. <laughs> so I have a list, yeah. a long list. And, you know, what usually happens is something unfair happens, like someone puts something untrue about you on social media or maybe even the, you know, something untrue about something in your office or your neighborhood. And then you say something about it, but there's no apology and no indication that the offense will ever be acknowledged. Actually, there's a lot of blame, and the person doesn't take responsibility for the way they treated you. And in some cases, Chris, when you confront the offender, it may not even be safe because they might try to retaliate even mm, more. That's true. And unfortunately, especially with social media, uh, it seems like a common experience does, these days. It does. I still remember when I graduated from high school. Listen to this. I'm talking about something that happened many years ago. <laughs> and many is the key word there. But, you know, I was number two in my class and was up for a significant scholarship for college. Mm -hmm. But it actually went to someone else that was way less qualified than I was. And for reasons that were not fair, I won't go into it, my family could have really used the financial help because we were not wealthy by any means. But I was really impressed with my parents because they decided not to press the issue. And they just said, you know what, we'll just trust God hmm. for the money that we need to send you to college. But it was very unfair. And it was based on some political reasons. I remember that. It was you were, very... You weren't even born when way, that happened, probably. Way out, way out of line. <laughs> <laughs> you probably weren't even born. But another one that really stands out to me, though, and this one I want to bring up because I know every parent listening is going to relate to this. There was a teacher that we really felt was 
unfairly treating our son. And mm-hmm. I'm usually really great with letting the teachers do whatever. Right. You know, I, I feel like I have to give them a lot of space and they know what's going on in the classroom. But this was a teacher who was really egregious in so many ways. And so we went in, we talked to the teacher who was really unreasonable wouldn't apologize, even though there were clear indications that he was doing things that were wrong. And we even ended up going to the principal, and honestly, not much was done. And when you have that kind of unfair treatment done to mm-hmm. your child, doesn't that just get you? It does, because it's your kid. Right, Ugh. right. But what about even small things, like the person who gets in front of you in the grocery store with a cart full of groceries, <laughs> and it's the 12 items or less line? Yeah, that one, that one's harder for the producer of this show. <laughs> <laughs> No, actually, it's me with the grocery cart one. He has trouble with the people who cut you off in the road. Right. But that one really bothers me. It's like I want to go to the person and say, do you see the sign? Yeah. You know, go to the right line. I want people to follow the rules. Mm -hmm. So here's one. Okay, I got to tell one more story, and then we're going to move on. But this story is one that (laughs) I was just flabbergasted at this one. So it happened to me at the university where I work, Mm -hmm. right? Right. So we have this parking garage, and I was circling it for almost 20 minutes because I had to speak to a class and I had to find a parking spot. I was about to be late. So I'm circling and circling and I finally saw someone pulling out. So I waited and I even put my signal on, Chris. Right. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. Waiting there with my signal on, right? And as soon as I was ready to pull in, a student from the other side pulled in front of me oh, and come, wouldn't even look at me. Come on. Yeah. So here's what I did. What did you do? I did. I, I rolled. I, I rolled. I, okay. I have to know what happened. <laughs> it's such a suspense, right? But what I did is I, I rolled down my window and I went, nice. Nice. I, mean, yeah. I was calm and just letting her know that that wasn't appropriate. Mm-hmm. That was really what was going on in my head. But apparently she got really annoyed with my one word remark and she reported my license to the university police. Yes. No, I had to explain what happened. The good news was that the university mm-hmm. police were really nice, and they were actually a bit annoyed with the entitlement as a student. Yeah. So at least I had them on my side, but I couldn't believe she reported me to campus police. So all you did was look at her and go, nice. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, I was clearly annoyed with that student, but I was very controlled in my reaction. <laughs> I'm trying mm-hmm. to justify this, aren't I? But I, you know what? I really thought about it, and I thought, really, my comment was probably unnecessary. And it probably got more to what was going on in my heart. I mean, I think she was overreacting, reporting me to the police. But probably, yeah. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I really did think about my response, and I had to look at what was in my heart. I really wanted her to know that what she did was not nice, mm-hmm. and that she made it sound like I was in the wrong. That's what happens when you're treated unfairly, right? Yeah. But we have to talk about how to respond to it. Right. That's where we're going. That is a small thing compared to the big injustices that are playing out in our culture right now. But these small things do get at our motive and our heart. And Dr. Linda, we want to look at your heart right now. <laughs> and and even though you may have been right. The EKG. <laughs> yeah. Even though you were in the right, it's how you reacted, Dr. Linda, to that student that I want to talk to you about today. I know. And, and I know. she pulled into your parking space. I know. And that mattered to God. But we need to look at your reaction to that. I know. It was bad. I know. It wasn't so great. I didn't do anything really. See, now, see, I'm I, trying to justify this in my head, like I, what we do, right? I've, I've become the counselor here. You have. Yeah. You have. But I think this happens all the time. And if you're good looking, you get more opportunities. And trust me, I have that problem all the time. <laughs> oh and, and some would say it's not fair. 
It is true that people that are attractive do have opportunities that other people don't. Oh, and we, we I'm not do. Sure, we're applying we, that. We, to we do all the time. You know. <laughs> well, our point is that unfair treatment's going to happen and happen a lot, and there are times you stand up to it, especially when it involves justice issues, mm. right? Which we're not really focusing on. Um, we're really focusing on you know these small daily things that trip us up and really mm. get at what is in our heart. So regarding the small things, why do we get so upset about the small stuff, like someone cutting us off on the road? And remember the book, Don't Sweat the Small yeah, Stuff? Yeah. We do sweat the small stuff a lot. <laughs> we do. Yeah. So I don't know why he came up with that title. He's telling us not to. Right. And that's probably why he wrote the book. But here it is. When someone violates a rule or does something unfair, we just respond as if it was a threat. And we go into that fight or flight mode mm -hmm. in our body. That's what it's all about. Or we call a friend and we complain about it. There are brain scans that have been used to study this. Uh, what's that all about? Well, neuroscientists have looked at what happens in the brain when you think something's not fair. So when you decide someone isn't playing by the rules, your brain just doesn't do very well. And what happens, Chris, is your rational brain, the part that's supposed to think rationally, goes offline. It's important to know that this is what's going on in your body and that you need to calm yourself down And because there are tons of times when you can't control what's going on. You don't react in such good ways. A lot of this is influenced, Chris, by your cultural background, mm. by your religious background, your family, your life experiences. All of that influences how you have been treated. And if you've been treated unfairly a lot, you may have a lot of baggage in this area, maybe years of being treated unfairly. And the more times this happens, the stronger your reactions could be. Mm -hmm. I agree, Dr. Linda. But to be fair, we have to go to a break right now. And we are just getting started on this important conversation. Stay with us as we discuss how to respond to unfair treatment. Are you a mom or a dad trying to do your best to raise a healthy weight child in an unhealthy eating culture? Do you often struggle with how to respond when your child asks if she is fat or if he needs to lose weight? Do you wonder what is normal and how do I best impact my child and his or her eating habits? Well, hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mental, and my book, Raising Healthy Kids in an Unhealthy World, teaches parents how to raise healthy kids in an overscheduled, fast food, video game world by making simple choices, easy changes, and instilling good habits that will improve everyone's life today and forever. Winner of the Mom's Choice Award, Raising Healthy Kids in an Unhealthy World will give you this confidence, the confidence you need to take charge of your child's eating and raise a healthy weight child. Raising Healthy Kids in an Unhealthy World. Available on Dr. Linda's website, drlindamental.com. And available online where books are sold. Conflict is a part of every healthy relationship. How you deal with conflict is what will either grow or destroy relationships. Do you avoid? Maybe you become highly emotional and then regret what you said or did. Getting control of our emotions is not always easy, but it is possible. Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel, and I wrote the book, We Need to Talk, in order to help all of us deal better with conflict. We Need to Talk, available at bookstores and online where books are sold. Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mental Show. And just a reminder that you can follow Dr. Linda on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Linda Mental, and on Facebook, Dr. Linda Mental, author and speaker. 
And I want to remind you as well, you can also listen to the weekly podcast. You can find it on Faith Radio, but also on your favorite podcast platforms like iTunes. Just search Dr. Linda Mental Podcast or go to MyFaithRadio.com. And the book that will help you with today's topic is Breaking Free from Anger and Unforgiveness. So, Dr. Linda, why do we see so many people in relationships get upset so easily? It seems like there is a lot of intensity these days. There is a lot of intensity, and that could be a little bit different. It Sometimes that has to do with the piling up effect of all the injustices and the unfair treatment that you have. But it really helps to be aware, Chris, that your brain is going into that fight-and-flight mode mm -hmm. that we talked about. And according to my husband, I am the queen of pointing out unfairness. So I have to really be aware of when I'm getting emotionally activated with that. He's shaking his head. I He's, know. He agrees, he always, so. I, I get real reactive mm -hmm. to unfair treatment. And I'm not really sure why that is because I didn't feel like as a kid that I was treated unfairly a mm -hmm. lot. I felt like I had a pretty good childhood in that regard. But, you know, sometimes you just have that sort of bent towards justice. And sometimes when that happens and we see unfair treatment, we just have to take a deep breath. Mm-hmm. We just have to calm our bodies down. That is really important in this process is to calm down your physical body so that you're not overtaken by emotions. That's what we call emotional regulation. It's regulating your emotions so that you can actually think clearly in the situation. Is this because when we get upset or very emotional, we simply don't think very well? We don't because the thinking part of your brain, as we talked about, goes offline and all that's happening is you're emotionally reacting. So this is one of the reasons why taking slow, deep breaths actually does calm your body down and does re-engage that part of your brain. And you know, that emotional regulation is hard when someone treats our family unfairly, as yeah. an example. It makes us angry. We don't like it. And we want to fight back. We do want to fight back because of those intense feelings. But it helps to ask yourself, is this something I really want to put my energy into? I mean, Chris, do I really want to be the line monitor at the grocery store for the 12 item aisle? You may. <laughs> I don't think that's probably where my energy should go. And then you have to ask what's in your heart right now. Do I just want to hurt the person back? Do I just want to lash out? I think, again, as we've been saying over and over, and this is kind of our point, unfair treatment reveals our heart, and we may not like what we see. If you don't put the energy into reacting to it, mm -hmm. you can walk away from that saying, you know what, that actually went pretty well. Yeah, you feel better right. if mm -hmm. you've done it that way. It's easy to want to retaliate with something even as simple as sarcasm or revenge or getting back at a person. But as a follower of Christ, that's not okay. But if you look at today's climate, it is okay, and that's the way people act. It's actually encouraged in our right. climate today, mm -hmm. but that's why there's so much division and anger. It's like you said, it's not acceptable when you're a person of faith. And as a follower of Christ, there's a really clear path to dealing with unfair treatment and injustice that doesn't seem to make sense at times to the unredeemed person. Is the word fair even a useful idea? I mean, are we to be the judge and jury over other people? Well, that's a great question. You know, it's useful when you can do something to fight it, like in the case of social justice and cultural reform. Like those are good things to try to work on and make changes. But how much unfairness happens to us that's not in our control in our everyday relationships? That's really what we're talking about. For instance, how much control do I really have when a person cuts me off in traffic? You know, I have none, right? Mm -hmm. And so how does it help me if I spend a lot of energy being upset by that? 
And then we need to ask, is it productive or helpful to continue to think about that unfairness over and over? And a lot of us do think about the unfairness and it causes anger and a lot of complaining. And sometimes we react in ways that we're not proud of. Right. And it's not healthy. It's not good because at the end of the day, guess what? It's still unfair. Mm, right. You probably haven't changed it. And so when you see yourself as a victim, it takes you to a really negative place. And honestly, we're, we're all victims to something at different times in our lives. And again, I'm not saying on the really important issues that have more to do with reform and justice that we shouldn't fight those. I'm just talking about these everyday annoyances that we deal with. Those are the small things that really can shift our relationships in a really not so good way. Well, in the case of being cut off in traffic, let's say someone is inconsiderate and then you speed up and you ride their bumper or you start doing things, then you cause a traffic accident and you're part of a road rage issue. And what happens internally with you? There's a lot of internal anger going on and it's raising your blood pressure mm -hmm. and you're not feeling well. Right. So I just want to be clear as we're talking about this between the feeling the unfair thing. So we feel it, right? We feel it. We know it's there. Mm -hmm. We acknowledge it, but we don't want to get stuck in it because when we get stuck in it, then we have all those negative emotions that stay with us and our brain just keeps repeating the offense over and over. And again, that's not going to end in a good place. So what do you do with all of the emotions that come up when you experience unfairness? A certain amount of emotion can lead to positive change. So, you know, you might be really upset and then you might think, oh, Maybe I do need to slow down, or maybe I mm -hmm. do need to be kinder to somebody, or maybe I do need to listen to another perspective. So it's the hanging on to those negative emotions over time that can do a lot of damage to you and other people. So for instance, if your spouse tells you the workload in the house is unfair, you might feel upset by that, but maybe that's okay. And maybe that prompts a change, and maybe that will really help your relationship. But if you just feel upset and you hang on to that negativity, it's not going to be good for a relationship because it's going to fester and you're going to start feeling resentful. Well, in, in that case, the workload is unfair because I have so much to do. <laughs> I am so busy. So we need to talk to your wife and yes. see if she feels yes. resentful about that. <laughs> so again, anger is normal or even outrage can sometimes be appropriate. I mean, I'm thinking about the time when Jesus overturned the tables with mm -hmm. the money changers in the temple. But anger needs to be controlled. That's the key message here. Otherwise, it leads to bitterness and being miserable, uh, especially if you start to think of people as being against you or even as the world being against you. And that's what's scaring me about the culture right now is that we're constantly escalating this victim mentality mm, with people. Right. And so, look, people don't always act the way they're supposed to. People don't always do what is right. I think intellectually we can know this. But the feeling attached to that sometimes needs to catch up with our head so that we can feel the emotion, but regulate it. And the Bible is a good guide for how to regulate anger. We can be angry, but not sin. There's so many scriptural guidelines here that tell us not to give full vent to anger, not to seek revenge, to forgive other people, not to stay angry and not to take offense. And that's one of the reasons I wrote that little pocket-sized book, Breaking Free from Anger and Unforgiveness, so we could look at that biblically as well. Basically feel it, but deal with it in a healthy way. And after the break, Dr. Linda, walk us through the steps of how to handle unfair behavior from others. The other night, I had an interesting conversation with friends at dinner. We were talking about the idea that Bible stories were not just nice stories, but they were there to help us relate to difficulties when they come. Now, I know this wasn't exactly a new thought. I know we know this, 
but how often do we think about what we are going through and actually place our life stories in the context of those Bible stories? So here's what we did. We took turns and we related a current issue that we were each having to a specific Bible story. Then we used those stories to encourage one another. So for example, one of my friends had a relationship with his boss that felt a lot like David's relationship with Saul. One moment the boss was praising him and giving him assignments. The next moment, the fiery spears would fly. Like David, he trusted God for his tomorrow. He often wondered about the timing of God's intervention, but trusted that God was working on his behalf and the plans God had for him were good. Another friend related to Joseph. She was in a job, unappreciated, and felt thrown to the side while others ascended and were promoted. She could really relate to being in the prison of neglect and rejection, hoping and praying that the king, the boss, would remember her and release her from false charges that caused the rejection. Like Joseph, she believed God would restore what was lost. By the end of the dinner, we were laughing and smiling. Life may have thrown us a few curves, but we were determined to react to those curves like the people of faith who went before us. So the next time you need a little encouragement, hey, grab that Bible storybook and think about the lessons we teach our children. Those stories aren't just for kids. They can really encourage us too. Did you know you have a conflict style? Everybody does. Are you a conflict avoider? Maybe you don't avoid, but instead react intensely. Or perhaps you are a great negotiator. Dr. Linda Mento offers a free conflict quiz when you visit her website, www.drlindahelps.com. Click on the picture of her latest book, We Need to Talk. Then have a friend or your partner take the quiz too and see if you can navigate conflict successfully. You're listening to the Dr. Linda Mental Show. And Dr. Linda has written numerous books that you can find on her website or online. Check out her website, drlindamental.com, and her book that relates to today's topic, Breaking Free from Anger and Unforgiveness. And remember, the podcast can be listened to or shared anytime. Go to myfaithradio.com or your favorite podcast platform and type in the Dr. Linda Mental Show. Dr. Linda, let's go through the steps on responding to issues of unfairness when we experience this in our relationships. And we will, right? We talked about that. So Mm -hmm. a good place to start here is to monitor your emotional state. Are you reacting in ways that seem to be too intense? Are you flying off the handle? Are you being rude back to the person, giving them the same treatment back? Mm -hmm. Are you being mean when they treat you poorly? Basically, are you representing Christ by your response? Jesus was treated unfairly all the time, Chris. Right. I mean, so many times in the Bible, and he serves as a role model for our response. So it's important to acknowledge the hurt and anger that we feel, but don't pretend it doesn't bother us when it does. Yes, but we also have to be aware of what we can and cannot control. We can't make our friends, our family, or our partner do the right thing all the time. You just can't control other people in the way they behave. Thinking you can is going to end in a lot of frustration. I think even when we know this, it doesn't make it easy to uh, always do the right thing. That's why it's important to have the Holy Spirit operating inside of you, because the Holy Spirit helps you with self-control, right? That's one of the fruit of the Spirit. I would say when you respond to unfairness, pause, take a few deep breaths, and then choose a healthy, godly response instead of trying to be right or fight back, and then ask the Holy Spirit to empower you in that calmness. So when unfair treatment happens, how important is forgiveness? It's extremely important. It's important to your health. It's important to the health of your relationship. And it is a decision that you make 
to forgive the person and you refuse to hang on to that offense, this is actually an act of obedience to God. You know, when I release that person with forgiveness, I ask God to heal the hurt that I feel. And when making that decision, sometimes it helps to meditate on the word of God and think about Jesus left his case in the hands of God. That's a good place to leave the offense in the hands of God. Mm, And we can choose to forgive, but there are times we want to have something bad happen to that person because of the way that they treated us. I know that feeling well because you want the other person to feel the consequences of their unfair treatment. Mm. I know someone's going through a divorce right now, and her husband is blaming her for their problems and telling her this is God's will, going Mm. through a divorce, which is ridiculous. Right. God's will is not to break your covenant of marriage because you don't like your relationship, which is pretty much what this boils down to in in this particular couple case. But he just wants his freedom to do what he wants to do. And he's trying to take advantage of her. And all of this time he's posting Christian stuff on Facebook. It's just all so wrong. This has to be upsetting. How is she doing with that? Well, you know, her instinct is to fight back because she's being treated so unfairly. In the natural, most of us would even hope that maybe something bad happens to him because of what he's doing and the false impression he's giving to other people. But I'm so proud of her because she is checking her attitude. She knows it will not take her to a good place if she reacts the way the world reacts. And while she can put boundaries on the unfair treatment, correct some of the lies with her friends and children, she can't hold on to unforgiveness and judgment like that. You said she wasn't reacting like the world reacts, and that reminds me of the the plots of so many TV shows and movies. It's always about revenge, yeah. isn't it? equaling the playing field or getting revenge. Yeah. That's what seems to drive the uh, story. Now, but, you know what, Chris? She does acknowledge. She does acknowledge that it hurts. Right. But God sees what is going on. He's going to deal with that person in his perfect timing. And she doesn't have to be the Holy Spirit for him because guess what? God already is. Wow, that is hard. That's why we need to ask God for help and refuse to hang on to unforgiveness. Because if we don't, we're not going to get through this healing process that we need to in these difficult circumstances. In the natural, as we've said, it's counter to our nature. But the phase of forgiveness, when you're really letting go and you're really trying to allow God to do his work, that is where you really begin to heal and things begin to move forward. This unfair treatment, Chris, is just part of living in a fallen world. And in doing this, the message is that the way you react to unfair treatment is what you control. It really matters that you believe that God is sovereign and Mm -hmm. he's the judge of all things. And he'll one day deal with every single unfair deed. I know that feels like that's a long time to wait to think about that, but in his timing, it's always right. And he will accomplish his purpose through other people. His promise is to one day take care of all injustice. And his promise is to work all things for our good when we're called according to his purposes. And it's not easy to wait to see the justice. And and that's why it's tempting to take matters into our own hands or become the judge and the jury. Now, again, there are times that we need to work for justice, but we're talking about this unfairness that happens in our interpersonal relationships. So consider the verse in Ecclesiastics 8.11, because the sentence against an evil deed is not executed speedily, the heart of the children of man is fully set to evil. So, wow, God is telling us right there. Ask yourself, are you set to take matters in your own hands or trust God? So I ask you, as we close our show today, is there any offense or injustice you have been hanging on to that you need to release today? Do it 
and see how your life begins to change for the better. That's all the time we have today. Many thanks to our producer, Norm Mental, our engineer, and my co-host, Chris Weigel, who makes the show a conversation from all of us here at Faith Radio. We'll talk to you again next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone. Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.